Hello, and welcome to the Wonderland Exhibition Podcast with me, your host, Doug Burton. I'm an artist and educator in the creative arts. Each episode will be a short conversation with a participating artist considering their work, intentions for the show, and anything that emerges in between. The Wonderland Exhibition will take place from the 1st of July to the 5th of August 2023 at the Tremonier Sculpture Gardens in Cornwall. The exhibition shows new sculptures from the Southwest about landscape and walking from members of the Royal Society of Sculptors, with assistance from Penzance-based writer Martin Holman. Hi, Barbara Bayer. Thanks for joining me today. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm very well. I'm looking forward to be the last one in your podcast series. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, well done so far, Doug. It's been really, really good to listen to everyone. Thank you very much. So I wanted to start by asking you about your initial feelings towards Tremonier and perhaps where that started a chain of ideas from maybe from inception and to where you are now, sort of uh, uh, the show is on, your work is installed. So it'd be interesting to sort of go back to that initial point was 18 months ago and maybe track a little bit of the progress to now. Um, How does that sound? Sounds good, yeah. I do remember very well our, our first visit at Tremonia, and it was it, it's just such a magnificent place. And we were we were taken on a long tour around the grounds between the sculptures by Neil. And it was it, it's just so beautiful the way everything is arranged. There. You know, you walk between the plants, you come to a sculpture, you see a view, you come to another sculpture, you walk between the plants, and it it, it was a very beautiful wandering around the park. And one thing that that caught my eye straight away is the the beautiful arrangement of the actual footpath through the grounds, you know, and how you go up and down the hill and you you literally wander between the sculptures. Um, I often think about in when we talk about walking or wandering, we don't really imagine ourselves going into the wild. You know, we 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 don't really go into uncharted territories. Normally, we follow a footpath. We find markers. We you know we we find bits where we overcome a river or a paddle or something. Um, and and that was sort of echoed in the park. So that really fell into a lot of my thoughts anyway. So then when when we agreed to 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 base the the whole theme around walking and wandering, I thought that's great. You know, I I loved um, I loved the idea. And of course, it's because of the pilgrimage path. Um, but to me, it's also much about this wandering through this park, through this park itself. And then after um, after we agreed on that theme, I went back to some drawings I did the year before, which were all about um, overcoming obstacles and finding markers um, when when we walk through landscape. And one bunch of drawings were um, where I drew just a stone being skipped over the water. It was a kind of yeah, very simple skipping, skipping or skimming stone. And I think I did that in a sort of thinking about what happens when we want to travel and we can't physically travel, and we send a token. And it's really quite amazing how I actually I grew up on a river, and and looking on the other side, there was always this spot where you could imagine yourself to be, but you you just can't get across unless you do a big detour to the next bridge and then round back and but then the light has changed so you can never reach that spot in that moment and this kind of throwing something across the you know your imagination or a stone that was what I wanted to capture in my work and then I started by um, thinking oh I'm gonna just make this beautiful film about skimming a stone over the water 
but but then to me I'm you know I'm 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 not a filmmaker and I, you know I film a bit I photograph but really I also wanted to to get my hands on sculptural work and making a sculpture and also after a couple of conversations with other artists in the group that's what I wanted to return to and then I um started thinking how I can combine this idea with other things um one one thing that came into mind was you know, when I said you imagine yourself on the other side of a river or in another place by sending a token, of course, there's this whole word that we can capture our own imaginations through writing or drawing and not just capture it, actually make it up. You know, may, you know, you can draw any place on a piece of paper as long as you have some drawing materials. So that brought in the idea that I also wanted to make drawing materials for this work. And then I thought, might as well make them myself and just make some charcoal. So a film making charcoal and and using skimming stones, that was sort of the three elements that I wanted to work with. And then what happened? I just, I wasn't able to combine them in my head. I couldn't get them together. And then, and then I realized actually, if I chuck out the film, I can combine the other two. So the, that was quite a big moment for me. I, I sort of um, threw the initial idea out of the window and got the other two to work. And that was that was kind of for me in in terms of development of my work that was a really important moment actually. And then I was left with the other two elements and started playing around. No, that's great. That's a great introduction to your thinking from from that time. And it's so interesting listening to all the artists in these podcasts talk about that development of ideas. And what interests me uh, from what you've initially said is that sense of overcoming obstacles. You know, the the stone is going from say the shoreline out into the distance or you're traveling through these paths and here you've presented you've developed these drawing implements out of wood and brambles and and I was wondering if you could go into a bit about your thinking around the kind of the process of making them of there's ceramic elements in, involved in transforming that matter but also the kind of the sense of why those particular you know what's the relationship between those things and then the the sort of the drawing element I was only if you could sort of unpack some of that that we see in front of us I think part of the way I work is quite selfish because I really enjoy making things you know I enjoy making things up and I always maneuver myself into a process where I have the chance to do that. So instead of just collecting stones and yeah, arranging them in a beautiful way or, you know, or just getting charcoal and arranging that, I, I really want to make something. And then in that process of making it, it helps me to understand my ideas better and also to develop them more. And then they go off sideways and all sorts of ways. So when I had this idea of making drawing tools and making charcoal, I thought might as well make the whole process, you know, and make containers that I can reduce fire, you know, do a reduction firing for the charcoal and um and and get the branches and you know and do the whole thing by myself. So I then decided I'm gonna uh, uh, throw on a on a on a potter's wheel, you know, throw a lot of cylinders that I can put the wood inside and then fire it in a sort of firing so that the ceramics get reduced at the same time as the charcoal is fired. Um, and then while I was, um, I actually had to revive my my throwing skills, but I haven't thrown in 30 years, really. So I thought that's a good opportunity to do that. So um, that was really nice. And um, and then while I was doing that, I, I remember, you know, that's the thing. So you start throwing the containers 
And then they start reminding you of something or bringing other stuff to mind. So they then then I was thinking of old ceramic vessels that have little attachment to them, where you can attach a piece of string or you can, on some of them, they actually attach their bells to pass them around when they have celebrations to make noise on the table. But a lot of ceramic vessels, you have something you can attach something to it. So I thought I'm going to attach this little bit so it would refer to a possibility of having a handle so that you could actually carry this containers around with you um, and make the charcoal on the way. And it's just a little visual hint, you know, it doesn't mean you have to do it. It's, it's just, again, it, it's a hint to wandering and traveling, a, a visual hint. So that's a, you know, that's a typical thing that happens in a process like this. You start making it and other things come in. So I made this container. So I, I cut lots of different types of sticks. I did one test firing in our garden, which lasted all night and probably annoyed all the neighbors. And then I um, asked a friend if I could borrow his cabin and um, fire this, the rest of them there in the middle of nowhere. So my sister came with me and we spent a few days in the woods um, firing charcoal. And um, that was actually, again, it was a really lovely, um, nice process. And something happened that I, again, something I didn't expect. I expected I get these pieces of wood back crumbled up you know and like bits that I could maybe draw with but they really get preserved in their shape you know they just basically it's the shape you put in of you know and then I started putting in um, more and more different types of woods that look interesting and they preserve all the detail basically everything is turned into coal you know it's just carbon in the shape of sticks and I thought that's fascinating especially thinking about that carbon would if you don't crumble up would now last forever but drawing with charcoal is one of the most fleeting things you can do. You know, you can just wipe it off in no time. So there's contradictions um, I, I really like in my work. So yeah. That's a little example of how, how my brain works. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's great to go into this a bit because you've highlighted some things maybe that, that many of us feel as, as when we as sculptors or artists, that kind of selfishness. Yes, you know, it's, it's us embodying the work. And for you here, what interests me is that, yes, you've thrown these vessels, you've added these bits, but there's this real sense about transformation. And then, as you say, preserving almost like fossilization, you know, that potentially yeah. that matter now is carbonized so that could last thousands and thousands of years, although it also feels fragile as well and, and ephemeral. Oh, so, so fragile, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and I'm I'm interested in that kind of sense of maybe what you feel about embodying the work in that way, that it's, it's sort of, it highlights your work so much, that kind of sense of you within it and, and, and encapsulating these contrasts and, and the idea actually being, it's almost like alchemy isn't it in a way is, is, is that fair for me to sort of go there with with that in particular as as in the work yeah I th you know I think this ref refers to a, a big thing that is probably um you know kind of dare I say a privilege of being an artist is to follow this ideas you know and doing something that might seem at the beginning senseless and you know there's no reason to do particular things but you just follow something in your head or in your hands and you're on a trail of discovering and in that sense I think you know it's quite similar maybe in a way of of being a pilgrim you know you are you, you are on a journey you're not doing anything that does much particularly Add to anything of, of you know I don't know value you know it, I mean I'm you know it, it, it's 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 one of these borderlands but at the same time it, you know it's a space I think that needs 
needs to be kept open just because it is a space where ideas can develop. And and I think that's a space where that artists embody if they, you know, if you're lucky, if you can take those time um time out to follow these processes. And 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 a project like Wonderland, it was wonderful because it lasts it, it was like over a year. You know, from the initial ideas, and then you had time to to make the work and change the work and let it sit and think about it, and then go on with it. and And I think all the work, all the work in the show has that kind of you know it matured over a year. It wasn't a show like okay, let's do a show tomorrow, and everyone brings some work that they've got already, or 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 or, or do the first thing that comes to mind. It, it's really work that has has grown over the year. Yeah, and I'm interested. In that idea of the work that we make and that you've made here in relation to pilgrimage as something that is um, it's extending beyond ourselves. If if you if you undertake mm-hmm. a truly religious mm-hmm. pilgrimage, there's there's mm-hmm. something you're doing that maybe is not explainable mm-hmm. to anybody else unless you're mm-hmm. partaking in that. And and that actually you talking about your work and the inception of it, the the skimming stones, and there's a reference to that in the work. How much um, do you think in your work this kind of sense of uh, the desire, the longing, and the and the poetic in the things that you you're describing? You know, the skimming stone is referenced as a as a poet, poetic symbol, and 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 I suppose in some respects there's a poetry to pilgrimage and in, in the reasons and whys and people doing that. Is is that um, something that the the poetic there? Is that something you've been thinking about with this as as it's come together? I think you know, sort of for me, poetry is um, what what it has in common with art. It's a non-linear structure. You know, in in comparing to prose, so you you in prose you follow a line. In poetry, you evoke images and they ring off to all sides. And to me, that that's the the connection between an artwork. And I think in my piece of work, by by combining the, this charcoal and ceramic pieces and the stones, it sort of it just set it. It was like an offering, you know. And it, it's like it's like in a poetry. I, I see poetry as like an offering, you know. The it, it it gives you some words, and you need to find the images, and you need to find the sound with it, and you need to find the rhythm. Um, and it was really. I mean, for me, it, it was beautiful to have also the time in the gallery while we're setting up and also when the first visitors came and, you know, and this this very simple line of stones on the wall, you know, it's probably everyone at some point in their life have have done this motion, you know, have tried to skim a stone over the water or, you know, or may throw it upside down or something. And and just by seeing that, I think it it reminds you of two things. It reminds you of this exuberant motion, you know, when you when you do that and you let something go. Uh, so it's quite it, and and the image could could release that sense of freedom of you know letting something go. And also it, it reached into the distance. So that was um, I, I I think in that context I would also really um, like to thank Martin Holman. He wrote a beautiful text about my um, short little caption about my piece of work, you know, and exactly about this um, about this letting go moment. And uh, I really have to thank him. Is um, see that's another thing when writers write about artists' work, it's uh, very different from when we write about it ourselves. So uh, big thanks, Martin, for that. Yeah. 
Well, I think that's a great point to end at, actually. We've we've come to the end of the podcast and it's um, been great to get an insight into your journey through this because it has been through that process of making, it's been really transformational and I really, I've enjoyed seeing it come together and, and in the space. So Barbara, thank you so much for joining me today and I hope it's worked for you. Yeah, I, I hope it made sense. And thank you, Doc, for doing this. And, you know, for all, how many did you do? 15? 14. 14, 14, for doing all 14 of them. It was, it was really great. Thanks so much. And thanks for everyone else in Wonderland. It's been a magic time. Thank you. <laughs> it has been. Thanks a lot, Barbara. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wonderland Exhibition Podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please click subscribe. You can learn more about the artists in this exhibition through social media, their websites and online at the Royal Society of Sculptors.